Recently, I was on a panel where the host mentioned that I run three podcasts. And one of the first questions that came up when he said that was, how can you possibly run three podcasts? I struggle with one. Now, the clearest answer is I've been doing this for 10 years. And because of that, I have a clear system in place for how I create podcast content. But at the heart of that, is automation and delegation. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Welcome to The Profitable Podcaster, where I help coaches, course creators, and authors launch and grow their podcasts to help them build authority, generate more leads, and sell more through actionable advice and expert-tested systems. I'm your host, Joe Casabona, and I've been podcasting for over 10 years. I've generated millions of downloads and hundreds of thousands of dollars from my shows. I'll teach you everything I know here on The Profitable Podcaster. Now, the first thing hosts really need to reconcile with is there are only a few things that you as the podcast host or the podcast owner actually need to do. You have a few important roles. Those roles are creating the content, talking and generating income. Everything else, nearly everything else can be automated or delegated. So if you're reaching out to guests to book them, you can delegate that. Or if you are if you are creating the Google Doc that you are using for the show notes, you can automate that. If you need to chase them down for a headshot, you can automate that. If you're uploading the episode yourself, you can delegate that. If you're uploading the episode to YouTube, you can automate or delegate that. And if you're creating clips, you can automate, delegate, or at least make that a lot easier. So when I... Uh, When I have a coaching client, for example, a lot of people hire me to help them with their automations and specifically their podcast automations. Uh, On day one, we make a list of everything they do to produce one episode from booking the guest to creating the publishing and promotion schedule. We group those tasks into planning, pre-production, production, production, post-production, and promotion. I didn't mean for all of those to start with P, but that's just how it turned out when I wrote this. Uh, And then I work with them to either automate or delegate as much as possible. And so today I want to give you some insight into my own processes for automating and delegating. Because again, I run three podcasts Two of them are interview shows. One of them is this show, which is a solo show. It's a little bit different. But from those three podcasts, I create a ton of other content. And most importantly, I'm usually just recording. I'm creating the content, I'm recording, and I'm finding sponsors. Those are the things which, by the way, you can also hire out to find sponsors. Like if that's something that you want to um, give up or, or, or delegate, totally you can do that. Uh, I will link in the show notes for this episode, uh, 318. It'll be profitablepodcaster.fm slash 318. I will link to a great episode of Creator Debates with Justin Moore, where he uh, debates the the finer points of whether the creator should find the sponsors or if they should hire somebody to find sponsors for them. But again, you have probably two or three 
key roles that you play in your podcast. If you're the host, talking is one of them. If you're coming up with the content, right, coming up with the content is one of them. Uh, and then generating income. Everything else can be automated or delegated. So first of all, I want to walk through a lot of my automations. And my automations are usually a starting point for delegation as well. So uh, the way I organize everything is in my podcast planner in uh, in Airtable, uh, which you can find over at profitablepodcaster.fm slash Airtable. Everything starts and usually ends there. So the first thing that I will do is make a list of people I want to reach out to. This goes into Airtable. Inside Airtable, I have got a bunch of fields that I can fill out. And based on those fields, an, a personalized email is generated and sent to the people I want on my show. This is important because instead of having to compose 20 new emails, I can fill out what is basically a spreadsheet and then mark them all ready to send and send 20 personalized emails in one shot. And they'll all include the scheduling link. So right there, I have probably booked 10 guests. Usually I have like a 50% uh, attrition. Is that the right word? I have a 50% hit rate uh, with people who agree immediately to come on the show. Uh, some people want more information. Some people can't. I usually follow up with those people later. Um, from there, they fill out a, a form. That form collects all of the information uh, that I need from them, their name, their title, what we're talking about. Usually I give them the topic uh, so that they don't, you know, I, I hate when, quick aside, I hate when people ask me to come on their show. And then they're like, so what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, that's your job to figure out what we're going to talk about. Anyway, uh, so I usually give them the topic, but I, you know, they can put it in their own words, some information, their links. Um, when they fill out that form, they get sent to a Calendly link and then they schedule everything. And then everything is automatically put into a Google doc. And all of that information is sent to Airtable and set with the status uh, uh, schedule scheduled, right? So the, the guest is scheduled. From there, they'll get a few reminder emails. I'll get a few reminder emails. I'll review the show notes just in case they want the questions ahead of time. Uh, and then on the day we record, we have a pre-interview. And then we talk for about an hour. Uh, that's pre-interview and then the actual interview and then the members only part. And then I put everything into a pre-production folder. And actually, I say I put everything into it, but I use Riverside to record. Riverside automatically downloads the folder into Dropbox for me. After that, I rename everything to have the episode number in the folder name. I add some instructions based on my notes for my editor. When I rename the folders, I actually have a Hazel script that moves it. A Hazel is an app for the Mac. But uh, based on when I rename the folder, Hazel will move that into the needs editing folder. When an episode is moved into the needs editing folder, this is where the real magic happens because now we're combining automation and delegation. So once I move the raw files into a shared folder with my editor, the status is automatically updated in Airtable 
to out for edit. My editor gets an email telling him that there is a new episode for edit. He edits that, puts it back into a different shared folder we have called the production folder. And usually it's two versions, right? It's the ads version and the ads free version for members. Uh, once he does that, because I've been working with him for so long, I don't usually check his work. And so once he does that, the status is updated again in Airtable to uh, ready for publish. My VA gets an email letting her know that there's a new episode ready for publish. Uh, and then the members only episode is moved into the members only folder because my transcriber also gets an email letting her know that there is a new episode ready for transcription. So from that moment, from the moment I move the raw files into needs editing, I don't touch the episode again. That's all moved off to my team. The communication is handled. Uh, my team is handling everything. My VA creates the show notes. If you're thinking at this point, this is great, Joe, but I don't know how to automate. I don't know. I don't have a team. That's fine. I totally understand. There are a few things that you can do. I just, I just named like a dozen different automations and delegations. You can pick one of those things or two of those things to start. Again, this is a process that I've built up over. Uh, I've been podcasting over 10 years, but I've been seriously podcasting for about seven. And when I started seriously podcasting, this is when I started to automate and delegate. So yes, that is definitely my most complicated automation. You don't need to start there. Uh, it could just start with using Calendly, right? Uh, one of the automations that I'm implementing with a client right now is getting all the information with Calendly and then redirecting them to a form for the show notes. And then we'll implement a Zapier or a Make automation to automatically create the show notes document. But we're taking that step by step. So don't be overwhelmed by what I just threw at you, right? Listen again, maybe at 0.75 speed, and write down some things that you think you can do. The other thing you can do, right, is I do have a free automation library uh, that will give you some of my automations for free. And uh, you can find that over at profitablepodcaster.fm slash automate. So uh, you can... If you need a starting point or ideas, uh, then you can grab that. Again, that's a free resource. But for your process, what I recommend is making a list of everything you do. So here's an, exa here's, here's an example, right? Um, come up with a topic I want to talk about. Reach out to a guest. Schedule that guest. Once that guest is scheduled, create the show notes document. Send them the show notes document. Record with them in Riverside. Once everything's recorded, download the files and review them. Make the first few edits myself. Send the rest of it off for edit to an editor that I hire. When the episode comes back, listen to it again to make sure everything sounds good. Upload it to Buzzsprout. Compile the show notes. Publish the episode. Create artwork to share the episode. Email the guest letting them know that their episode is out. 
So those, all of those things, right? Some of those you can automate, some of them you can delegate. For artwork, my VA creates the artwork based on some templates I've had created. If you don't have a VA or you don't want to pay a VA to do that, there are AI services like Banner Bear that will create the, uh, the assets for you. You upload the template and then it's basically fill in the blank for them. So there's a lot of things that you can do to take stuff off of your plate. The best place for you to start is, I think, with scheduling because that is a very clear process, right? I think I, I tell people when you're trying to automate, you need to understand the whole process yourself. That's why I tell people to make the list. But you need to know where you want to start and where you want to finish. What is the starting point and what is the end result, right? What is the list of ingredients for your grandmother's cookie recipe? What do the cookies look, smell, and taste like? Those are the things that you need to know if you're going to automate or delegate. So I walked through one of my most comprehensive automations. Here is a much simpler one. I have a pro version of my How I Built It podcast. When someone signs up to be a member, I want to give them a private feed. I don't do that manually because if they do it at like 3 a.m. on a Saturday, they're probably not going to get their private feed until around 9 a.m. on Monday. So I have an automation in Make set up where when someone makes the purchase, this is, a, this is actually a three-step process. Um, I'm using Thrivecart for the membership. And when someone purchases the product in Thrivecart, they get tagged in ConvertKit. So when someone purchases the product, they get tagged as a member in ConvertKit. Then in Make, when, when someone is tagged as a member, a Make scenario or Make automation kicks off to create a subscriber in Transistor, which is my podcast host. So that is a really simple automation. When someone is tagged as something in ConvertKit, create a subscriber for them. If you are just if you are selling memberships via Lemon Squeezy or WordPress or just directly through Stripe or PayPal, you can do that as well. When someone purchases this thing, create a subscriber in Transistor. That's if you have a pro podcast. So that's a very simple automation. I have a I have a few others, right? I would recommend like if you want to know the kind of automations that get me through my day, definitely check out the automation library at profitablepodcaster.fm slash automate. I'll also link it in the show notes in the description for this episode. But what I just outlined to you there, the whole process means that I get to focus on finding guests, right? Which again, I could delegate. I could find somebody to help me find guests, but I don't. I prefer to do that myself. One of the things that maybe I should let go of. Um, but the automation helps the outreach go by a lot faster anyway. Uh, so find the guests record with the guests basically done after that. I do summarize, right? I, um, I will summarize the episode and make a few notes for the description. I have been experimenting with using generative AI for that. So I, I, my notes app is craft. So I will highlight the notes I took from the episode and say, summarize these. 
and I got I've been getting pretty good I've been at least getting a really good starting point which is nice because you know if I don't do it immediately I'm gonna forget the main things we talked about so that is automation now when it comes to delegation right something this was so I posted about this over on LinkedIn um, and some of the comments I got um, I mean, so shout out to Natalie Lassier. Uh Gosh, I had her on my podcast. I'm sorry, Natalie. Um, if I'm saying your last name wrong, I think I'm saying it right. I should double check. Um, fun trick, maybe. Uh, if you use LinkedIn, lots of people will upload their name pronunciation to LinkedIn. And so uh, you can just go there and click to hear how their name is pronounced. That one's not here. I've had Natalie on my podcast, though, so I could go check. Um, you know, she said such important advice. You can't do it all. And it's key to focus on where you bring the most value. Uh, again, I think this is really important. This is how you don't burn out. Right. And being a profitable podcaster means that. Right. If you opened a restaurant, you wouldn't be cooking, serving, doing the dishes, taking the phone order, seating people. You, you physically can't do that. There are some costs to to opening a restaurant. There are some costs to starting a podcast. And you can find a VA relatively cheaply, depending on where your moral compass lies, I guess. Um, you know, I pay my, my VA is in the Philippines. I pay her very well based on what she asked for, right? Um, and I, I always make sure to give her a minimum amount of work. But uh, she does a lot of the the heavy lifting for me. And so hiring a VA could be step one to do a lot of this stuff for you. Um, but then uh, Jan Koch asked, um, what's your take on doing the task so you understand the basics before delegating? This is a great question, and I think it's super important. I think you have to do the task first. You need to understand what you're delegating. Otherwise, you're hiring an expert to do something for you, right? If someone hires me to create their podcast for them, they're not delegating. They're hiring me to do the job. But if I'm hiring an assistant, right, then I want them to do things a certain way. And because of that, I need to know how I, how I want it done. I need to know the ingredients. I need to know the final product, right? So what I will do with my VA always is record myself doing the task first. I record myself doing the task. I talk through what I'm doing as I'm doing it. This doesn't need to be like a super polished tutorial video. You're just showing your VA how you do it. And so they know the starting point, the raw materials, they know the recipe, and they know what it should look, smell, and taste like at the end. So I record myself uh, doing the task, talking through it, and then I have my VA transcribe it, the video, and write out the steps. Maybe for you, your VA could just write out the steps. Either way, I, I can review. Now, again, I've been with her long enough that I trust how she's going to interpret a task. And if she has questions, she'll ask me. But for the first couple of months, I reviewed the steps that she wrote out to make sure that she understood the assignment. So that's what I recommend strongly if you're going to delegate. Record yourself performing the task and then... Uh, what you get from that is a video library 
and written tasks. So you have a book, a handbook of SOPs for your business or your podcast or whatever. So there you go. Uh, I'm approaching my self-imposed time limit here. And so the big takeaways for you today, make a list of everything you do to produce one episode. Group those into, let's say, pre-production, production, production, and post-production. And then figure out the first thing that you're going to automate or delegate. If you want to learn more, there's lots of resources in the show notes over at ProfitablePodcaster.fm slash 318. Be sure to check out my Airtable planners and my automation library, which will be at that same link. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, I can't wait to see what you make. Hey, before you go, I want to tell you about a free resource I have called my podcast process templates. They are a set of notion documents that give you a full podcast planner, a show planner, and even some AI prompts to help you get the creative juices flowing. You obviously want to improve your podcast workflows and save time. And these templates will give you a basis for all of your other processes. Through my Notion and Airtable templates, I am able to automate a number of things as well as stay organized so that I am using my podcasting time more efficiently. If you want to get your hands on these templates completely for free, you can head over to podcastworkflows.com slash templates. That's podcastworkflows.com slash templates to get your free podcast process templates today.